Welcome to the Capstone Cast, where we cast thoughts, theories, and tales to see what we catch. And I'm Walt Tanner, and this is Sarah Ellen Edwards, and this is episode seven. So welcome to the seventh episode of the Capstone Cast. <gasps> it's hard to believe we're at number seven. Lucky seven. Seven's a good number. It is. You know, that's my, that's my number. That is your number. Is that your all sports number or just... No, my, my sports number is 10. Like, that's why I was always 10. Okay. But no, no, I was born on December 7th in 1978, not 77. I weighed seven pounds, seven ounces, and I was born at 7.37 p.m. I did not know half of that information. And then a lot, every other number in my social security number is seven. Every other number, like Pretty literally close. one number seven, one number seven. No, 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 you just mean there's a lot of seven. A lot of seven. Okay, because I was like, that's, he's counting them up, guys. Four. That's a lot. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I thought maybe when you were a point guard, you were number seven or no, something like that. Ten. Okay. Well, that's exciting. Who knew? It's a special Bible number, too. It is. It's a very biblical number. It's very exciting. It's going to be a great episode. We already are calling it. It's a great episode. Okay. Um, you can find us on your podcast app now. If you have an iPhone, you can find us on the podcast player app there. If you have an Android, thanks to the head of our research team, April Tribbett, we now know on the Android phones, there's an app called Podcast Player. It looks very similar to the one that's on iPhone. It is purple. It has a little radio tower on it. And you can find us there. Make sure you search Capstone Cast and boom, we will pop up. Episodes will come flying into your ears and it will be the best day ever. All right. We are ready to start on with our first segment, which is a fan favorite. The thumbs up, thumbs down. Take it away, Mr. Tanner. All right. So in this segment, we are going to throw out several topics, ideas, and phrases, and we're going to see if we agree or disagree. So uh, we've done this, did this a couple of segments ago, I mean, a couple uh, episodes ago. Uh, we got some pretty fun responses. And so even when I've been walking around, people are like, hey, I'm with Team Walt, or I'm with Team Sarah Ellen, or I'm pro uh, vest, or I am pro visor. So, um, so we've been having some fun with this. And so uh, this time, though, we're not not picking the thumbs up thumbs down executive producer uh, katie rice uh, has sent us some topics uh which are pretty going to be pretty humorous i believe and uh so what do you got sarah ellen you're going to start us off my first one is barn doors so here's my thing you know i love chip and jojo we know we know fixer upper like i was on that bandwagon season one but here's the thing about the still haven't seen an entire episode Uh, yet i know we're still praying for you on that uh, here's the thing with barn doors. I just don't, you can't lock them. Like people who put barn doors for their bathrooms, I'm like, that's just so not like, eh. But even on my barn, like I want to lock my barn. That's a good point. So I've not thought about that. So do I like the look of barn doors? Yes. Do I want the, do I think they are very practical? No, I don't think they're practical at all. So thumbs down with barn doors. All right. Um, I'm going to say... Like, I'm always that person that's like, I want to be like a halfway thumb, and I don't want to be that person. I want to be assertive and be one way or the other. I think they're cool. I think they're cute. I do. They're cute. They're just not practical. They're not practical, but I do like them. And I I don't do a lot of trendy things inside of my house, but we have actually contemplated putting a barn door not as a bathroom. Right. Like that, that's one of the main things people who are their bedroom. Like, you can't lock your door. Ooh, I'm not here for a bedroom barn door. Closet, yes. Okay, that's what we were going to do was yes. a cl- our closet, hallway closet. Yes, I can see that. Because it will slide sideways and it won't open out. And since it's in a hallway, it just seemed to make sense to slide that sideways. So, for that reason, I'm actually going to be a thumbs up for barn doors. So, mm. we're off to a good disagreeing. Look at you. Going disagreeable with, start going here. With team JoJo and Chill. I huh? can't believe I'm on their team. 
by the way, I think they're lovely people. I just tend to not want to jump on all the bandwagons at one time. So I'm choosing to not be on the fixer upper. Isn't that what it's called? Fixer upper? Yes, it is. I'm choosing to not be on the fixer upper bandwagon. I think they're lovely people and I wish I had her hair, but that's where I stop. All right. Take it away, Mr. Tanner. All right. Number two, uh, Tom Cruise. What are your thoughts on Tom Cruise? Thumbs down. I don't even have to think about that one hard. Really? Ever since he jumped on Oprah's couch about Katie Holmes, <laughs> crazy town. I am going to stay away from that. First of all, my wife would tell you I got a crush on Katie Holmes. Like That you do or I'm she a, does? I, I do. I'm a fan of Katie Holmes. She's so, so weird too, though. I know. I didn't. You know. I'm going back to Dawson Creek. Okay. You know, Dawson's Dawson Creek. Creek She's cute. Holmes. I can get so, on board with that one. Um, there was a fact. I was listening to Colin Cowherd, which you have no idea who that is. I don't. Uh, he was on. He's on Fox Sports. Oh South. yeah, I'm never gonna know him. Sorry. So he was talking about how athletes take care of themselves and actors take care of themselves to 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 make sure they have a long career. And he made the illustration like last week or two weeks ago. That um, actually Tom Cruise and Wilford Brindley were the same age. When Wilford Brindley made Cocoon and he looks like a 70-year-old man, mm-hmm. he's actually the same age as Tom Cruise, Tom Cruise now. Wow. So Tom Cruise is 49. So I'm going to say he is buff. He's a little feller. He's a little, he's not he's not much taller Mm-mm. than me. Um, but I'm a, I'm a Tom Cruise fan. Another disagreement in the book. Another disagreement. I, I could. I feel like you know he is a little weird. You know the Scientology thing. He's man. a lot weird. Um, but I just think he's like ageless and like I want to like I just want to be him in Mission Impossible. For really honest. Okay, I will say I love Tom Cruise in a Mission Impossible movie. But if you're like, are you a Tom Cruise fan? No. Like if you saw Tom Cruise, you wouldn't want to hang out with him. No, I don't want to hang out with him. Oh, Sorry. <laughs> don't want to hang out with him. Another person who I'd really love to hang out with, and I think would actually want to hang out with me, not really, but um, Justin Timberlake. Oh, I want to hang out with him. I think he would be a cool guy to hang out with. I think he'd be super funny. Yeah. I, I just he, love funny I think people. he would be a, a good person to hang out with. So, we disagree uh, on Tom Cruise. We disagree on Tom Cruise. We disagree on Barn Doors. We're coming in hot with number three, which is, how do you feel about Zoodles? Do you know what Zoodles are? I do not know what zoodles they are. They are zucchini noodles. So this is a trend amongst people in the world right now. In order to eat healthier, we're replacing foods that don't really give us any kind of nutritional value with foods that will give uh, us this is an value. Old, this is an old hack. So this is like a... Yeah, Jerry, this is a hack. Jerry Seinfeld's wife did a whole cookbook on this. About how she? She do, how she puts healthy things in... To like regular food they eat. Like yeah, like she's cauliflower like sneaking, right. into brownies. Really? Yeah. Like she did a whole, this was like 10 years ago. Okay. Well, like the, this is a big trend now. You can go to like a grocery store and they will have okay. all these things and they're calling them noodles. Healthy. Like they can do uh, squash that way. They can do sweet potatoes that way. They can do. What do they taste like? They taste like themselves because they're not actually noodles. They're literally just shaped like a noodle. So it's still zucchini. It's still noodle. zucchini. Yeah. Well, the, I need a zucchini healthy, but tastes like noodles. <laughs> you knew the other way around. So I'm going to take that I, to I, mean I, you're a thumbs down. Yeah. No. Uh-uh. Um, I like them for myself, but I feel like these things are designed, I always assume they're kind of designed for kids to trick kids into eating them. My kids cannot be fooled. They are not eating those. Yeah. Don't waste your money. I'm not eating those either. I could smell it. No, these aren't noodles. Yeah. I'm not a moron. I love some spaghetti squash. I love the way it tastes. Oh. I like it a lot. Like, I will make a spaghetti squash and just eat it no sauce. But my kids are like, don't. They mm-hmm. feel the same way about zoodles that they feel about grilled nuggets from Chick-fil-A. <laughs> it is not a bomb for their wounds. Like, they'll, 
don't. Eli no. will eat some grilled chicken. No. Yeah, grilled chicken, but don't take me to Chick-fil-A, Mom, uh, and then give me grilled chicken nuggets. Yeah. Like, don't. So, we're going to agree to be thumbs down on the zoodles here. Yeah. We're thumbs, thumbs down. down on that. All right. Uh, number four, Ben Affleck as Batman. I'm going to be real honest. I haven't seen one Batman with Ben Affleck because when they said that, I was like, this is like a Saturday Night Live skit. Like, this isn't real. Like, there's no way they're going to cast Ben Affleck as Batman. But to my horror, it was true. (laughs) So, thumbs down all the way around. I just don't feel like... Yeah. I'm a thumbs down on that. I am Batman. (laughs) Also, thumbs down to Walt Tanner as Batman. Sorry. Sarah Ellen, you should fear me. I don't, though. Um, I know that actors like to get out of their wheelhouse, and they like to try to do something different. And so maybe that's what he was doing, but it didn't work. So a different one, How do you, have you watched the Jack Ryan program yet? Oh, my I God, my grandmother program. Have you watched the new television <laughs> series with Jack watch. Ryan? The last episode we talked about, we were watching Suits on Amazon. We have not broke away from Suits. Oh, you need to break to away. Watch. You can watch that in like a few nights. How many episodes is it? I think it's eight. Eight episodes. It's good. Like we watched it in three nights. I mean, we started as soon as we put our kids to bed and we would watch like a couple episodes back to back. It was really good. I'm, I I'm, recommend watching them yeah, back to back to back. I'm fine with him being an action star going from comedian to action star. See, that worked. Yeah. That is where it worked. Well, I don't feel like it worked for Ben Affleck. Yeah. I mean, but for him, what's his name? Mike, um, John Krasinski? John, yeah. 13 Hours, like, was turning point for me. Like, when he was in 13 Hours, like, I was buying that. Oh, yeah. Like, I was buying that. It was good. So, yeah, for me, because that's the last thing I've seen, seen him in, then it's a natural transition to Jack Ryan. Yeah. It worked. Ben Affleck as Batman did not work for me. Mm. So, we're both thumbs down um, on that one. Good, 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 good. All right, moving right along. How do you feel when you go to the movie theater and somebody brings in outside snacks or drinks? And I'm not talking about, like, they went to Target and bought some M&Ms and then hopped over to the movie theater. I'm talking about they are bringing in Chinese food or chips and guacamole and they, like, pull an avocado out of their purse and cut it open right there for some fresh guac. How do you feel about that? I would say thumbs down. You feel thumbs down to that? Yeah. I don't, one, I don't want to smell that. Mm-hmm. Two, you didn't bring enough for me. <laughs> so, yeah. I, I, first of all, I don't watch movies eating meals. Like, I don't either. I eat popcorn or I eat candy or I don't eat anything at all. So, people who are bringing in Zach, Sa- Zaxby salads and bringing in corn on the cob <laughs> and fried chicken from Popeye's, like, that's just not what I want when I'm watching a movie. Yes. I have been to a movie theater... Where you ordered food, like it was set up that way. Yeah. That's different, because I'm going seems, in prepared that for that. That seems so odd to me. You Okay, if I'm going in prepared for that, I'm okay with it. But if I just need to make a movie at a certain time, and I needed to grab lunch on my way or something? The or only something. thing I could see is, like, pizza. Like, I could I could, I could, could go down with some pizza. Mm, yeah. But as a whole, I would yeah. say no meals during movies. I'm going to say no to that, too. Good. Gosh, look at that. We started off like super disagreeing. Now we're very now much we're back in, back in line. Back, then yeah. the last one I have that Katie gave us is, what are your thoughts on chess? Oh, gosh. Because normally there's two types of people. There's checkered people and chess people. Mm-hmm. So what camp are you? 
I'm checkers. checkers. I, I'm just not smart enough for chess. I have no... When they, like, start jumping over people and checkmate this, checkmate that, like, how do you know who beats? Like, I'm sure if I sat down, I could figure it out, like, yeah. what people have taught me. But, well, but I'm just more of a checkers person at Cracker Barrel. When I've tried to get someone to teach me, they're just patronizing the whole time. They're yeah. like, come on, you do this, this, and so I'm like, no. No, I don't know how to do it. That's what why you're teaching patriotism, me. What does patriotism have to do with chess? <laughs> it's treating me like I'm an idiot because I don't already know how to play chess. Oh, okay. And then I can't learn from them because they're not explaining it well. Gotcha. And it so we're both down with We're both down. thumbs down. So let's recap. All right. Barn doors, Sarah Ellen was a thumbs up. Lots I'm of thumbs, thumbs down. down. The next one was... Tom Cruise up. I was down on that one. Next one was Zoodles. We were down. double down on that. Ben Affleck is Batman. Down. down. Outside snacks and movies. Down. Down. In chess. Down. Down. Hey, that was good. That was. All right. Um, We are going to post these um, once this episode airs and let you guys weigh in. We can't wait to see these. We saw some good results from the last time we did this, so this will be really fun. So when you see Capstone Cast pop up on your Insta stories, you need to go up there and take the poll so you can have a say in all this good stuff. Lots of people had strong opinions last time we did this. I'm I'm a little sad by those opinions that some people had, but some of them were okay. I need to see some of these polls because okay. I did not see them. Well, I'll make sure that you see them next time. Gotcha. All right. Moving on to our next segment. We are doing another part of our Everyday Gospel segment. And I interviewed a friend of mine named Dee Donahue, who I've known for several years. Um, we don't live in the same place anymore, but... Um, the conversation that we had was really good, and um, I think you'll be able to take something really cool away from it. All right, so now we're recording. All right, friends, this is Sarah Ellen back here with the Capstone Cast, and this is um, the last segment that you're going to hear for a while on this um, Everyday Gospel series that we've been doing. Just to remind you, when we talk about Everyday Gospel, what I mean is, um, how are you being a missionary where you work, live, and play? Because that's really what God called us to do. He didn't call us to all go far away from home and do this life that he called us to, but he called us to do it right where we are. So today I have a great friend on the podcast with me today, and she is somebody that I met, oh gosh, probably five or six years ago, um, and I still follow her on Instagram. Thank you, Jesus, for the internet that keeps us connected and knowing what's going on in each other's lives. But I have my friend Dee Donahue, Donahue with me today, and we are just going to get a chat with her a little bit. So here's Dee, and she's going to tell you a little bit about herself right now. Hi, so I'm Dee Donahue, and yeah, I think it's been probably six years since I've known Sarah Ellen. Um, I got the chance I think so. I was counting. Yeah, yeah. I, I think. Yeah, so been, even, like, I've been married is that? five He's years, seven. <laughs> and I met you kind of in the process of, like, I was meeting my husband, so I was thinking, like, six this year. <laughs> yeah, and that was very little. He's very big now. <laughs> um, he is very big. <laughs> yes, he is. But, um, so I met you when we were um, teaching at a private school together, so kind of in that teaching realm is where we first got started, um, and I'm still a teacher, so I teach fourth grade. And I've taught four-year-olds, and I've taught first grade, so I'm kind of getting the big kids currently and really enjoy it. And my husband, we've been married five years, and we're in student ministry, so he works at a church in the low country called Journey Church, 
and we work with middle school and high school students. So a big part of what I do, we, we kind of joke, we don't have kids of our own yet, but we joke we have like hundreds of kids because in my classroom and the students at school and then with the students at church, we're always kind of working with that next generation. So a lot of what we do is prepping for school things and prepping for church things. Um, but we're not doing that, which is most of our time. I do like to dress, and so um, that's always a fun thing, and the DIY projects, and I like um, to decorate, and I like to make a home feel really homey. So those are some of my favorite things, but usually hanging out with kids and teens. I love that. I remember, um, I, I'm so glad you brought up your how you met your husband. And it was so <laughs> special. I mean, it really was, really, to get to just see all that unfold and get to um, watch you see the butterflies and yeah. feel the butterflies <laughs> and see the love grow. And, um, yes, chatting it recently. You are. I remember that. <laughs> I love it. Um, got to go to your, your wedding, which is funny that you brought up thrifting because I do remember um, all the chairs that yes. were thrifted <laughs> along the way for that gorgeous wedding out in that field. But, um, yes, you guys, I did get to watch that little story unfold. So we're going to jump back a little bit to when I did know you, yeah. when you were a single gal um, before mm -hmm. Justin came into the picture and then right when he was coming into the picture. And just want to talk with you a little bit um, about how did you do this everyday gospel thing when you were a single girl? Because I personally um, was literally just waiting to get married the whole time I was single. <laughs> like I was just waiting to get married, and I wasn't doing a whole lot. And so um, you were doing a lot of things, and you were being obedient to what God told you to do. So I'll tell you just a little bit about my story of how I even got into this whole what is the gospel thing. Because um, I grew up in church, so my parents, we were always involved in the church. And I feel like, um, so when I was about eight years old is when I made that personal decision on my own of not just my family, but me deciding I want a relationship with Jesus. And so... I was really growing a lot in the Word and reading my Bible, but I feel like for most of my time in middle school and high school, I was just doing that, reading my Bible, and I was kind of soaking it in for myself, but I wasn't really being obedient and being bold and sharing that with other people. I was really great at like leading small groups at church, or we had, um, it was called First Priority that we did, like an FCA at my high school, and I would lead that, but it was often with other Christians, and so I spent a lot of my time in the church doing church things, which is good, but I wasn't really being obedient and stepping out of my comfort zone very often, um, and so I think a, a big shift that for me happened, actually, is about 10 years ago now. I think I was like 18, 19, so I was just kind of hitting that adulthood phase, and I was on a mission trip which God always speaks to you when you're, when you're mm -hmm. out of your norm. And so he always shows you something. And it was kind of, I'd been on a few mission trips, and I remember very specifically, I was reading my Bible in this hotel room, and I was reading the armor of God. And so I was reading in Ephesians, and I was kind of soaking in all this armor, and, yeah, I'm ready. You know, we're here in this mission trip, and I'm going to fight for the kingdom. I'm so excited. And the Spirit started really convicting me that I had been spending all kinds of time, like, putting on armor. And, you know, I had the shield of faith, and I had the sort of truth, and I had all these things. Like, I was covered in armor, 
but I wasn't really doing anything. Like I was just at church, and I was with my church friends, and I was doing church things, but I wasn't going where it was difficult. I wasn't taking the gospel to hard places, so I wasn't really in battle. Um, and I remember very just clearly, it's almost like like the spirit was almost yelling at me, like, get out of the trenches. And I just kept hearing that over and over again that morning when I was in the Word, just get out of the trenches, get out of the trenches. And the course of that week, God was really starting to show me that he was calling me to do this idea, like, like you've been saying, where you live, work, and play, is that I've been placing you in circles of people and you need to share about me. And sometimes I'm going to take you to new circles of people because you need to be obedient. And I'm going to tell you to do something. And you're geared up, like you've been geared up for years. But you need to be ready to combat the enemy with the word and the truth that I have for people. Um, and so I really kind of, that was a big shift for me that, about 10 years ago of God t- telling me, it's not just about being in my church with my people. That's a big part of your walk and your growth. Like that is so important, that fellowship. But if it, all it is, if my relationship with you is just being at church with church people, then you're missing the commission. Um, and so kind of, I guess kind of after that mission trip, I started seeing, okay, so how can I do what I've seen done on the mission field? How can I do that back home? And so a big part of what I would do in the receive mission trips or to like local mission trips that were here in the state or even within South Carolina, um, a lot of that would revolve around kids. And I always felt called to work with kids in some way or fashion. Um, and so at this point, I had started education major and felt like God was calling me to be a teacher. And so working with kids was always natural. And so I had seen that. At a lot of times on a mission trip where you would go and do like a backyard Bible club for a week in a rural community or you would go to a park and lead like singing and games with children. And so I started seeking opportunities to do that where I lived instead of traveling somewhere to do it and then never really interact with the kids after that because they lived, you know, states away or they lived in another country. And so my college was doing that at a local, I went to Anderson University, and uh, there was a local apartment complex that people were doing that too. We'd go every Monday, and we'd spend a couple hours with children, we share Bible stories, and they looked forward to seeing us every week. And I remember my favorite thing, every time we would go, there's this big hill, and as our cars would caravan over, the kids would just run out like in hordes. They would chase our cars, and they'd be so excited to see us. Um, and that was just, that was a really special thing. And so it's like that kind of started being on my heart of doing things with kids, but not waiting until they came into the church, but doing stuff with kids where they were, in their backyard, at the park, wherever kids were going to them. And so that kind of over the next several years started opening up a lot of opportunities in apartment complexes um, with different churches and, and getting a chance to to a little bit of what God was teaching, not just within the church, but taking it to the kids and to the family. And then um, a big part of that was right along when you and I met, and God had opened up a chance for me to kind of cast that vision to an entire church and try to get the church to see what opportunities lie outside of the walls and start changing that culture 
within my church community for them to start seeing the families and kids that were just a couple minutes down the road um, but could use could use friendship and could use that relationship with Jesus. And many of them started coming to our church, but our goal wasn't to advertise our church. Our goal was just to bring that relationship. And so um, so I think, I guess, a big part of my past is that, you know, I, I knew Jesus for a long time, but it wasn't really until 10 years ago that I felt like I was really starting to be obedient with what he had truly called me to do. And I think sometimes when we're single and we're waiting for, because there's definitely been so many moments where I was just waiting for a husband. I was waiting for a job, and and things, those things didn't happen. But I think God gives you little steps of obedience, and you just have to trust. Like today, I'm going to wake up and I'm going to do what's in front of me. And for me, in that in that single time, a lot of times that was okay. Wake up. He's laid a kid on my heart. I'm going to go see if they're home. We're going to throw a football for a few minutes, and then I'm going to go back home. Or maybe it was I'm going to be obedient, and I'm going to call so-and-so to see if we could do a ministry in this park. Or um, it was just little steps of obedience. And and then sometimes weeks or years later, you see what God has done. Um, but I think it's, it's definitely about trusting that he's got a plan in the now and not just waiting until the things that you want to happen, happen. Um, but I think that's something very difficult that I think in any season, and even now as, as being married, like that one thing of having a husband happen, and, and I have a job now, but you still think mm-hmm. there's other things. You know, there's kids, or when my kids get older, or when the kids leave the house, or when my job makes more money. Like we all have a, a new season that we're looking forward to, and we're human, so I, that's perfectly fine, and that's exciting, but we can't miss what God wants to do with us now. Who do you know this year in the gospel where you work, live, and play? Tell us about them on Instagram, or you can email us at capstonecast at gmail.com. All right, so for our last segment of uh, this episode, we're going to bring back an oldie but a goodie. It's kind of hard to say an oldie but a goodie when you've only had seven episodes. But uh, we're bringing back the Bible Power Squad. So uh, if you listen to episode one and two, we talked a little bit about the Power Squad, which, again, I had to be uh, updated in this uh, Power Squad, which apparently is a Taylor Swift thing. Um, so uh, to review what the definition is, uh, according to UrbanDictionary.com, which we should all have a uh, bookmark on our Google, uh, it is a crew, a posse, a gang, and an informal group of individuals with a common identity and a sense of solidarity. So it's your uh, people you're going to roll with. And so uh, in episode one, it was Peter versus Paul, and we both chose Paul. We'd want in we our did. power squad. Uh, then we went with Eve versus Mary, and uh, I really need to go back and listen why I chose Eve, but we both chose Eve, right? Yeah, we both chose Eve. I think Eve. I did it because she was so beautiful. You did it because she was beautiful, and I did it because she was the first at so many things. Okay. That's really why I ended up picking her. So, um, so when we do the Power Squad, we're going to give two people from the Bible, and we've got to choose one person and defend our choices, explaining, hey, why we want them on our Power Squad. So, drum roll, please, Sarah Ellen. Who is this week's We're Power Squad We're air drumming options? right now, if you didn't know. Too bad we don't have a YouTube channel. They are Ruth versus Esther. Oh, man. And I have to start. 
man, this is the Me Too movement right here. This is the ladies' power squad. We've, this, well, we've done ladies, men, ladies. ladies Probably again. next time we do it, we'll be a these man. Two, these are the Old Testament, like, rocks. I know. This is a hard, this is a tough one. Um, they both had to do really hard things. Yes. Make hard decisions. Yes. But they both were obedient mm. in what they were supposed to do. So that's mm. awesome. I'm going to tell you who I'm picking. This is this is not a hard decision for me. Yeah, I've already got my choice too. I'm picking Esther. Dang, me too. Well, I'm sorry, but... It's probably because we did who? a whole series. Probably so. But also, every time I think about Esther, I really think about the VeggieTales movie. Oh. Because no. that's what really taught me. Have you seen the VeggieTales rap? Yes. I did. You okay. sent it to me. Oh, good. Yes, that was I did. Awesome. It was good. And those guys are from Greenville. Yes, my kids actually watch Veggie Tales because now they're not cool anymore, and they're super cheap when you go to the Christian bookstore, so you can snatch up a bunch of copies for like nothing. Nice. And your kids can watch TV, and you don't have to feel bad about it because we're learning about Jesus. But I always think about um, the purple character. I think she's purple that plays Esther. Anyways, it's a, it's awesome. Oh, I got to be Esther this summer too. I forgot about that. Yeah, so there's so many Esther yeah, qualities. I do. I can relate. I can relate to Esther. No, um, winning the beauty pageant. I can totally relate to that. <laughs> you know, getting to be like married to the king, all of that. No, um, I think that one line that we all know, which is for such a time as this, we can relate to that because we can't see the big picture, but we have to trust God who does see the big picture. Yeah. And so, I mean, when she's given the option to whether she's going to go before the king and she risks risk her life, you know, I think we got to remember, again, we all remember it's such a time as this, like God in his sovereignty and just kind of how he sets things up. Uh, we don't really know the how or the why, but he's got a plan. So, um, and Ruth is a similar story uh, and, and she's in obedience and, and what she needed to do. But yeah, I definitely go with Esther. I'm just more familiar with Esther and just, I feel like I want her on my, on my crew. If there were to be another... Two, who would play Esther on your power squad? Who would play Esther? Yeah. Tell oh. you what, the girl, the girl from um, Superwoman? Gal Gadot. Mm-hmm. You know, she's, 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 she's from Israel. She is. Yeah, so she could she could fit that role. She and could, she, was, she could win a beauty pageant. I think she did. I think she won a beauty pageant. When did she win a beauty pageant? Before she was in movies? Yeah. Okay. I'm kind of making that up. Okay. <laughs> I thought you were just on the cutting edge of all your pop culture knowledge today and knew what was going no, on. Just smoking hot Israelites. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> I don't know. Like, once you threw out her, I couldn't really think of anybody else. Katie Holmes. <laughs> just teasing. Oh, my God. Uh, well, all right. So, we're, we have identical power squads right now. Eve, Paul, and Esther. Yes. All right. We'll have to see um, where we go from here. All right. So who would you choose? Let us know. Uh, just leave us a comment uh, and say, hey, here's who I'd want on my power squad, and here is why. Yes. And if you haven't, gone back and listened to episodes one and two because they were before we were on the podcast player. Go back and listen and hear how we justified our decisions. But maybe, maybe you'll have a different one than us. You may. I would love for people to share so far what their power squad looked like. Yeah. So to review, Peter versus Paul, Eve versus Mary, and now Ruth versus Esther. Yeah. Well, so yeah. what what does your crew look like? Who are you rolling deep with? <laughs> That's what we want to know. There you go, some ludicrous. We're just trying to do, use all the slang. All right. Uh, we want to hear from you. What thoughts, theories, and tales do you have about our thoughts, theories, and tales? 
Make sure you follow us at Capstone Cast and subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast player on your on your iPhone and your Android now. All right, make sure you tell your friends about us, and we will catch, catch you later. later.